Hello? Hey, it's Keith. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Not bad. Sorry, I'm calling kind of late. I forgot I ran out of money on the calling card last time, and I forgot to get a new one, so I just had to go buy one. So I'm back at the echoey weird library. Although, that's one weird thing. The sound so far has been kind of good everywhere in Vancouver. Like, even last week when I was by a busy street, it actually sounded pretty good. Because I was thinking to Toronto. Do you remember that one before I went to go see Casablanca? Yeah. And, I mean, that, that episode is just like, man, bad, bad sound. <laughs> so, it's weird. Even even the traffic in Vancouver is not as bad as Toronto for some reason. Yeah, I noticed uh, that when we were out there. I was quite surprised at how downtown Vancouver is actually quite sane. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad. Although I've definitely noticed... Uh, I think the uh, the subway train, the sky train, it's getting old. Like it used to be a lot quieter. Now it's kind of rattly and weird, but whatever. Can't have everything. So how you been? Pretty good. Right, we're having a birthday party for Daniel tomorrow night. He was thirty four thirty. Forty, yeah. <laughs> he was used to, he was thirty. He'll be forty tomorrow. Uh, he was forty yesterday. Yeah, I just saw that on Facebook. I just caught it just before the end of the day. Gave him a little happy so, birthday. Well, I have a turkey left over that somebody gave somebody at Christmas time, so we're going to cook it up and cook up some corn and some potatoes and have some brew down at the office. And we invited Allie and Sharon and John and nice. the usual crew that hangs out down there and drinks. So, uh, yeah, it should be. Did, uh, did Dan get yeah, new, right? Did I hear somewhere that Dan got new teeth? Yeah, finally got his teeth, uh, his bad teeth taken out. He's got the false up, upper and downer. So have you seen them? Like, how do they look? Oh, yeah, they look all right. He, uh, welfare paid for most of them, but uh, he had to have some money up front. Right. I don't know if he'll ever get compensated for that, but I loaned him the money for that, for nice. that up front money. Yeah, because I remember um, his old teeth were, they were a fright. <laughs> he had, like, oh, terrible shape. beetle Just juice terrible. teeth. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, they look they look uh, they look very nice. Yeah, I wonder. He has trouble sometimes keeping them in, but uh, you know he'll get used to that. Oh, so so they are like removable, like denture style. Oh yeah, definitely they're removable teeth. Hmm. I guess yeah. I mean I don't know much about teeth, <laughs> so or whatever. But and you know he can go around and do that thing that gross old men do, like put their tongue up the, between the plate and the upper roof of their mouth and you know, pull them down and stick them out. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and I guess I guess 40 years old Pull is good. Pull them down and you kind of protrude them out your head. Yeah. And 40 is good training for becoming a gross old man because by 50, I mean that's when you are a gross old man. So you gotta you gotta work up to it. You gotta ramp up. Yeah, the only guy I knew who had fake teeth is uh, I didn't really know him, but it's this guy. His name I don't know his real name, but they call him Chai Pig. He's a singer for this punk band here in Vancouver, and he used to come into the coffee shop that uh, I used to work at back in the day, and. Uh, and I don't know, just because I recognized him because I saw his band a couple times, I would always give him free cheesecake and bullshit. So we'd always just come in and hang out. And he had his teeth were basically like no no real teeth. And uh, and then somebody ponied up the money to get him fake teeth. And it looked weird. Like his whole face looked different with teeth in it. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't used to seeing him with, I guess, how he's supposed to look. But yeah, it's the only fake teeth experience that I had. Well, I don't find Dan looks that much different. I mean, a lot... Right, because, well, Dan had teeth, Because yeah. uh, it's not like he didn't have teeth. Like, uh, he had teeth. It's just that they were so rotten. <laughs> Pretty severe. I mean, that's one of those things I do think about quite a bit, where it's like a good 
you know, I guess the habit just got ingrained from, you know, you just making me brush my teeth as a kid. But now, like, I very rarely don't brush my teeth. Like, I just, you know, just feel like, oh, man, I really better brush my teeth. And I'm glad that I have that that impulse because it's an easy thing to do and if you don't do it like it's calamitous you know i mean yeah yeah and after a while you kind of feel like your teeth are scummy and yeah which they are yeah and i remember it was like uh i mean i i I think dan has uh calmed down a bit on coffee and stuff but when i lived with him i mean it was crazy he would just drink like pot after pot of coffee with just so much sugar in the coffee oh it was more sugar than coffee yeah and never brush his teeth and like yeah and his teeth because i think i remember because then I hadn't seen him in a while. I was in Toronto when I came back. So I was like, oh man, like maybe his teeth were always that bad, but I think they've gotten worse. And then we were just walking down Union Street and we ran into some other friend of his who uh, was like missing a couple teeth. And I'm just like, where the hell am I? Like, you know, <laughs> Fredericton should not be this hillbilly feeling, but just that afternoon, I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, and see, he's got the girlfriend too. She's a nice girl. Yeah, what's her story anyway? Um, I mean, he keeps that's, mentioning that's that an on, odd story. on Facebook. He he's had just known like, her. Mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, she's she's 23, I think. Okay. She's 20, 23. She um, apparently they were doing this online thing like for a large number of years. Right. Yeah, because I guess I'd and heard about she her. She just uh, she was from California, and last uh, Christmas, well, she'd been telling him she was going to come here. Right. And then, like, last Christmas, she just showed up, like, after Christmas, and she was going, signed up to go to university here. She's very bright. Um, anyway, she shows uh, one day in late December, early January, um, and has been here ever since. <laughs> I guess, like, now that I think about it, I guess when I was back home, he was blabbing about her here and again, but, I don't know, like, internet people or whatever, I don't know, I think I just kind of let it wash over me, I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is about, but whatever, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and he know. talked to me a couple of times about her and kept saying how she was wanted to come here, and I said, oh, yeah, well, you know, whatever, <laughs> Right. story, you know, she does, she does, but, you know, chances are, no, she won't, and, you know, why would she want to come here anyway? Anyway, sure enough, she shows up. Well... In that time, she must have been freaking freaked out by the weather here. We had snow right up to, you know, the snow was up to your knees by that time. <laughs> and, la- and it was cold. It was a rotten winter last year. That's one thing I've she's noticed. A, she's, a, she's a very nice girl and a very, very smart girl. Yeah, well, that's a weird, weird thing, but hey, sure, why not, I guess. Yeah, well. <laughs> and I figured, too, as I was wondering, too, about... Uh, because, you know, Dan was always a pretty good-looking drama-type dude. I mean, now he's 40, so he's obviously a lot older. But really, it was the teeth that were just killing. They were killing the image. Yeah. <laughs> so that's oh, where I was curious about the teeth. Yeah. Put on quite a bit of weight. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because he was uh, skinny as a rail, much built like you. But now he's, uh, well, he's put on a lot of weight. Hmm. Apparently, they're into smoothies like nobody's business. <laughs> well, I remember he was pretty fat when Allie was born, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's like that. I guess when he gets a girlfriend and gets settled in, he right. puts on the weight. <laughs> well, that's good. Good to hear. Interesting and weird. Yeah, I was just thinking that about weather. About uh, man, it's weird. People that have never really traveled or moved around, like even here in Vancouver, I was surprised that like people at this coffee shop and I'm just blabbing to them about the East Coast or Toronto or whatever. Like, they're, they're not fully aware that Vancouver is different than the rest of Canada. It really kind of blew my mind. Like, like I was talking about how, 
like there's the haze that happens here on like the days when it's just cloudy and you can't really tell what time of day it is you can just tell that it's day you know and it's just like whatever and uh and I don't know, some girl that works at the coffee shop was like, what, like, Toronto's not like that? Like, no, Toronto's not like that. <laughs> like, really? I don't know, I was surprised. Well, and see, and then Toronto's not like here. Now, can you imagine some girl who, uh... From California, I guess. traveled a whole lot, and she comes from California, for God's sake. Yeah, that must be And I don't crazy. think it's Northern California, either. <laughs> you know, you come from a place where you pretty well have summer all year round, and bam, all you come here. But anyway, she... Seems to have acclimatized herself quite well. Cool. And I mean, I guess, yeah, was she going to UNB or whatever? Like. Yeah, she's going to university. She's going to UNB. She's already got. She's already got a degree, I think, from down there. Like this is not a first, uh, the first trip to university. Right. And she's very much into economics and you know that kind of stuff rather than artsy fartsy stuff. Well. Yeah. And she's quite, I mean, she seems to know what what she's talking about sometimes when you listen to her talk about finding some financial stuff, like amortizations and all that. She seems to know what that is, so. Yeah, it's weird, I guess. I guess without having, like, without meeting her and stuff and seeing the dynamic, it's just like, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know, sure. And why not? I have such, such limited information that I guess that's all I can say is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I find uh, she's okay. I, I don't have any problems with her at all. And she's, uh, she's bright, she's astute, she's, uh, you know, she seems to be quite taken with him. Well, that's, <laughs> that's good, too. <laughs> so, yeah, new teeth, new girlfriend, things are looking up in Danland, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I decided since he's only going to be 40 once, and I know his mother, if she was around, she'd be having a great big hoopla party for him. Right. So I thought, oh, well, you know, he's around quite a bit, and... We've had parties for other people, so sure, why not have one for him? I he showed assume, up uh, today with his 12-pack of beer and a bottle of wine and asked me if I'd store it for him until tomorrow night. <laughs> nice. Well, I would uh, have a drink in his honor or something, but I'm just slaving away. My stupid job. Now, Chico died last week, our dog Chico. Oh, really? How old was Chico? Yeah. She was 13, but she'd been struggling. Yeah, I mean... And now we're just down to one. The first time we've had only one dog in 30, what if I figured it out? 36 years, the wow. year you were born, is <laughs> we, we got our second dog, and we've always had two since that time. And what about the cats? Is there any cats right now? No, the cats are gone now. Wow, this seems, yeah, very bizarre, because, yeah, our house, like, our backyard is like a pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I don't know, what does that mean? You have to get another dog? I guess you would always inherit dogs, though, right? Usually from we just like... We seem to inherit dogs, so no, we're not going to go out and get one. If just... one comes our way, well, fine. Right. Um, and same thing with a cat. It'll, might, if one comes our way, we'll certainly take it in, but I'm not going to go out and yeah, I guess it's, really look for one. It's like the ebb and flow of the ocean. Like, eventually, the tide's got to go out, and you just don't have a ton of animals. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> But we've had so many over the years. But really, we never went and got any of them. Right. They all just kind of happened. I remember, though, the one that really kind of surprised me, because, yeah, we had so many different animals throughout the years, is, uh, you remember the turtle that we had? Yeah. And I, what I just was found weird about that is that that turtle was dead for a long time before I suddenly realized one day, like, wait a second. <laughs> like, somehow it just completely passed me by. Like, I just wasn't around when, I guess, you know, the uh, tank got taken out and whatever. 
And then, yeah, it was probably two months later. And I was like, wait a minute. Didn't we have a yeah, turtle? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, that one. That just but sort of surprised years, me. Oh, my God. We had, yes, we had the turtle. We had a hamster. We had your white rat. We had uh, goldfish. Uh, we had any number of cats. Yeah, lots of cats. The dogs. We always had two or three dogs on the go at, 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 all the time. Um, yeah. We had, we had a lot of animals over the years. Yeah, that's... And they a- all got excellent care. Yeah, but that's always kind of like, I don't know, uh, like my roommate Craig in Toronto, he wanted to get a cat, and I think he did get a cat once uh, once he moved out. But yeah, I always kind of had that same kind of attitude, just sort of ambiv- uh, ambivalence in a way. Like, I like animals, but, but I don't feel like you go out and get an animal. That seems weird. Like, animals just happen. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just have animals. That's one thing, I, I don't know what ever happened with this. I was always curious, but that girl, Ian, in New York, she uh, signed up for this program where it was cats that were at a shelter but they didn't have room for, you know, all the cats, and they were going to have to put them down. So she took three cats into her apartment, and the idea was she would just look after them until somebody else got them. And it was right yeah, before we broke the, up. The but, adoption thing. Right, but I remember telling her, I'm like, well, you, you realize you, you have three cats now. <laughs> like, no one's, no one's adopting these cats. You just have three cats now. And I presume that's probably what happened, but, I mean, I don't know, because then we broke up, so I don't know. I figured one night that we were going to inherit one because uh, this was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, I went to turn on the light in the morning to get up and I saw this thing move on the bureau. I'm like, hey, what, the, what the heck is that? And it was dark. And then, and then I kind of, kind of said, oh, I said, geez, be a cat. So I turned on the light, and here's this great, big, beautiful tortoise shell black brown cat asleep in our bureau. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? So I, uh, it kind of moved a little bit, and then it went over to the corner and stayed in the corner, and I, so I opened the door upstairs here so it could go out. And after a while, it did go, but it, I had to go up, go downstairs a couple of times just so I wouldn't freak it out, and it left. It came for an apartment next door. We must have left the light out, the door open one night. Right. And it just came in, <laughs> in the door house upstairs, sleeping on the bureau. Man, that's a, that kind of reminds but it, but me. But it left, and I saw it sitting in the in the bathroom window of the apartment next door a couple of days later, so it was there. Right, well, that's good. I guess it got and back to the house. I thought at first, oh, yeah, okay. So this is how this happens. You know, these, I always say animals kind of come our way, and we take them, we don't really go looking for them. Well, right. like, geez, I didn't look for this one. Well, that reminds me of, uh, speaking of, this also ties into the horrifying weather. I remember um, back with the original cats, like George and Flash, how... There was like a little tiny like cat house, like a little dog house kind of thing by the back door. So if the cat came back in the middle of the night, in the middle of the snow, like it had a little house thing to go in. But like how did cats even survive in in the New Brunswick winter at all? It seems crazy because like, you know, six foot snow drifts and crazy shit that we have. Like They usually find, they usually find places under sheds and... um, you know, places like that where they hide out or little openings in sheds. Like, there's a lot of wild cats around. And that's what they do. They find the little openings and well, that you know, they was find a... little places, little corners where they can keep warm. And where they get food in the winter, uh, well... That was one. Uh, well, that that was our one little kind of debate when uh, Craig wanted to get a cat. Um, when I was like, well, you know, I was kind of considering it, but, but he wanted it to be just an indoor apartment cat because he was afraid... The, you know it would get run over in Toronto or something but but the like neighborhood we lived in in Toronto was not 
even as bad as the neighborhood in in Fredericton. Like Union Street is busier than Dundas Street, <laughs> and and like I don't know. I just like it's like because he didn't grow up with cats. But I was trying to impart to him like, look, these the cats are invincible. Like that cat will be fine <laughs> if you let it run around outside in the neighborhood. It'll be fine and it'll be a lot happier. But he just couldn't like accept that. And I think his cat now is also just an indoor apartment cat. And it seems like such a boring life. Just got to live in a crappy little apartment all the time. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, if cats can survive yeah, that winter... Kept, always kept her cats in. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's my kind of thought, too, is, like, in the offhand chance, like, sure, a cat could get run over. It does happen. But, I don't know, it's better to take the risk and to live your life outdoors, I think, than to just be inside for decades or a decade, however long cats live. Well, I'm telling you, our cats, it always amazed me, the ones that made it. That right. would be running back and forth across Union Street. Right. <laughs> and for the most part of all the cats we had, I mean, we had some that got hit on the road, but the majority of them lived to be old cats, like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. That's old for a cat. Yeah. Yeah, maybe and they were... it amazed me that uh, they, they, they made it. I mean, I'd go out some nights and I'd see them skirting across the road. Oh, my God, they're going to get it. You just lower your head <laughs> and hope they're going to make it. It must be so weird being an animal, like, just not being able to conceive of what a street really is. Like, around here, it's mostly squirrels that I see. But, yeah, like, some squirrel that's, like, runs halfway across the street and kind of stops. And I'm just, like, willing it. Like, make a choice right now, squirrel. Go one way or the other. You'll be fine. But do something. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But, but I guess they just can't really understand what they're dealing with. Well, no, of course they can't. They would have no idea of knowing, like, the speed of a car that's coming at them. Yeah. Man, that was a, a weird thing that happened. This more just weather animal stuff. Uh, just this morning, I woke up crazy early because this co- freaking coffee shop, I always work in the morning, so now I just wake up at 5 in the morning every day. And uh, so the sun came up, but there was fog everywhere, like just covering Vancouver, like so deep that you couldn't even see half a block away. It was crazy. It felt like uh, in old video games, they used to do that sometimes, if they, like when the video games weren't powerful enough to show the whole environment they put fog in especially in horror games just so you wouldn't have to animate the stuff in the distance it felt like that but for some reason with all this fog there was also spider webs everywhere like tons of them i just went walking around the neighborhood and there's just like somehow it made the spiders go bananas and they just made tons of webs and i don't know it was just cool cool and weird i don't know what that was all about kind of makes you wonder though if maybe they were there before and just didn't see them yeah, maybe, or maybe that time of day there's always spider webs and I'm just not up walking around, who knows. Like I was over in Carlton Park with Jimmy the other morning and the sun was just coming up but there was a lot of dew still on the grass. Right. And there had been a little, it wasn't frost, but it was like that, you know, just before the frost hits. And down by the plants that are by the river, the sun just kind of glinted off these, yeah, webs and there was like water on the webs so that they stood out. And man, there were a lot of webs. And then, I, but I thought, you know what? I bet they're here all the time. It's just that you can't see them because of the way the light is. Yeah, you're probably right. And I'm sure, yeah, the fog probably, yeah, had nothing to do with the webs. It just made them more, uh, you know, more moist or wet or whatever. Yeah, probably the same kind of thing. So yeah, basically, I've just, uh, I'm still just working at the darn coffee shop. They're still promising to give me fewer hours so I don't have to just work there so much but uh, I don't know people keep like you know they'll 
hire someone new and start to train them and then the person just stops showing up you know and everyone's so confused like they're just like I don't get it and I'm like I get it this job sucks like you guys just haven't had enough jobs in your life this is a shitty job so that's why people aren't showing up uh, and then whatever days that I do have off it's like uh, since I'm the one who's just free and everybody else is in their like early 20s going to school and stuff so they always have classes they got to do or then there's tons of people on the staff so somebody's always sick so it's always me that gets the extra day so it's just like no matter what I do I can't escape working way too much at this stupid place so for now I'm like well whatever I'll just do it and it can't hurt to have the money but I also am like like, I'm still uh, sticking with my philosophy of not wanting to own more stuff than can fit in my book bag, so I can't even buy anything with this money. <laughs> like, there's no point to any of this. So are, are you at the new place yet? Yeah, so uh, I just moved in today, and uh, and it sucks. It's a piece of crap. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good neighborhood. Like, I love the neighborhood. And uh, even just in that neighborhood, like, that it is kind of a crap neighborhood where the rent's cheap. Everybody else who lives there, like, walking around are just, you know, people that look like me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... This is, like, where I belong, this fucking crappy bohemian neighborhood. But uh, but it really does suck. It's just a crappy house, a crappy room in a crappy house. And <laughs> I don't know. Three other guys live there. I haven't met them yet. The landlord guy, he claimed that one of the people that lives there is asthmatic, so he uh, cleans up a lot. But I saw no evidence of that being true. <laughs> like, he doesn't want dust around. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm just, uh, after this, I got to go buy some sheets for my little crappy bed and... I don't know. I'll at least try to make my room not so awful, but it, it sucks. This place is garbage. <laughs> but it's 500 bucks a month, which for Vancouver is good, and uh, and I like the neighborhood a lot. It's right by the SkyTrain and everything. So, can't really complain. But it does feel weird, in a way, to have the lease signed. And the lease doesn't really mean anything. I don't have to stay for a whole year, but it does. It feels a little strange. Like, I'm just still... Now I got a lease, I got a job, like... Psh- <laughs> you know, the yeah, adventure. Getting into a society now. Yeah, the adventure of Vancouver real quickly became just a real boring life. Like, uh, oh man, this coffee job, like, it just, it's like the people there are really kind of cool and fun to hang out with. So that's the saving grace. That's why I'm kind of just sticking with it. But uh, particularly the guy who got me the job, this guy Doug, who I used to work at the movie theater with, like, he's just fun to hang out with. But, uh, but it really quickly went from like learning the new job because it is like a lot different from my old coffee shop. It's more like, you know, sandwiches and soup and cheesecake and all this kind of, it's like a little kitchen and everything. So it went from like the sort of apprehension of like, oh, I hope I don't mess up, got to learn the new job to really quickly learning the new job and then just being crushingly bored every day because <laughs> it's not hard. Either I get someone a coffee or a muffin or a sandwich, like that's it. That's all I'm doing. So, and again, if I did it, you know, like, so my plan is once they got more new people and they're training them, blah, blah, blah. So the idea is then I'll be, once this all settles down in a couple of weeks, I'll be on like skeleton style, like literally two shifts a week, but it won't really be two because whenever someone needs to, you know, has a lecture they're going to or, or sick or whatever, like I'll just slot in there. So it'll always end up being more than two. But just that idea of uh, two days a week, like that's, that's like, Christmas I I can't wait (laughs) because like I gotta work like the next three days in a row just get up at 5 30 in the morning and go to a coffee shop and just do this rote horrible job where I try to entertain myself you know and like just say dumb funny things to customers and stuff but they got nothing to say back they're just a bunch of idiots that want cappuccinos you know (laughs) it's like uh, and and you know the other people that work there they're fine but like Doug is I think 28 so he's somewhat more in my 
wheelhouse but everybody else is like 22 and they think Vancouver's like the rest of Canada you know it's just like what do I have to say to you, <laughs> you know? it's just it's just too much too much of an extremely boring job but again I got this job so easy like zero effort to get this job and and it's not so bad it's just too much of it that's all it's messing up my workflow I just finished the first draft of this book the ebook that I'm writing that I'm just like the book that I'm writing just to prove to myself I can finish a book that I'm just gonna publish on the internet like the first draft is done and I'm all excited to like go do a second draft and figure out how I should post it and all this stuff but it's just it's no time when I'm spending nine hours a day at this stupid coffee shop so anyway yeah again it'll all be fine it'll sort out but but it's extremely crappy right now well, I don't say, do you? <laughs> yeah, sounds like yeah. most people's lives are like. Yeah, I know. I, I can't even imagine that. Like, that, 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 like, yeah, like, wanting to work full-time at a coffee shop. Like, just that being okay. <laughs> it's just like, like, I wish I could feel that way, I guess. Because then I could just get a job like this and stick with it. But, yeah, no, it's like, I guess that's, that's the, that's where it's, I guess, frustrating. Is because what feels like real work to me is, like, sitting down and editing something or, working on a podcast or working on a book like that's that's work this is just getting in the way of my work but but again I, I i went so many years without a job like it's the least i can do is a couple months of pounding the pavement at some shitty job <laughs> but but it really does make me not regret all those years in toronto that i didn't have a job you know <laughs> it's like especially if it was a job like this like yeah no it's a total waste of time it's nonsense well, and it's the kind of job you could do anywhere, right? Yeah. You don't have to be in Vancouver to do that kind of work. Yeah. Yeah, the guy uh, that I stayed in Richmond with, like the Airbnb guy from this month, I was blabbing to him just before I left, and uh, I don't know exactly what he does, something with computers and, I don't know, property or something, I don't know. But yeah, he was talking about how like he likes his job because it's like, uh, you know, different problems that always come up and weird things he has to figure out. And I was thinking, like, yeah, that is the opposite. The, the only problem at my job is, like, oh, we're, we're out of breakfast wraps. <laughs> you know? like, it's just, like, oh, the most exciting thing that could ever happen would be the most boring story in the world. So, Well, maybe you can hang in there long enough and check out some other places. But really, yeah. I don't think you want to work at that kind of work anyway. Well, no, yeah, it's really just uh, just a little something to sort of, uh, you know, pay my way to, uh, it's like buying a ticket, buying the ticket to Vancouver, it's like, alright, I gotta work somewhere a little bit just to pay some dumb rent or whatever, but yeah, it's just, it's just that it's too much, but I, that's what I thought was really funny, is that like, they're having a hard time keeping people, and, uh, and it just like that, that bafflement, like, yeah, like, like just the naivety, I guess, of these people that work at this coffee shop, they don't know what the rest of the country is like they don't uh, they don't know that their job is a bad job like it's kind of charming in a way but like even at a coffee shop or a clerk job like you're not supposed to be constantly constantly working like jobs like this like they're called minimum wage because you do minimum effort that's what a minimum wage job is for you're supposed to just hang out somewhere you know <laughs> at a newsstand or wherever somewhere just hang out and chat to people and goof off how far is it from where you live like? uh it's not uh, bad because uh it's right by the sky train like the waterfront station which is where both of the sky trains um converge it's like right across the street so you just step out of the train cross the street and you're right there and uh and my new place is like 10 minutes away from 10 minutes away from the sky train and it's only like five stops and it's right there so it's pretty close 
And and does it like when you say you work shift work, like does it stay open all night or? Uh, it's like uh, five thirty or six it opens, and then it closes at like eleven at night. So. It's not technically 24-hour, pretty late. The old place was 24-hour, but I think it was just, like, cheaper to have someone there than it was to uh, lock the place up at night, frankly, because nobody went there at night. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I shouldn't, I don't even know. Just, I guess I just need to vent a slight bit about my stupid job, but I really guess I have nothing to say about it. It's pretty boring. Yep, so I got the place, got a little creepy apartment, (laughs) and then there we go. All good. Yeah, that's the other thing is I just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it doesn't hurt to keep these uh, podcasts a little shorter anyway, but like, yeah, I don't even have any, like, even if I was just wandering around by myself, I would have a story like that guy I met on the mountain or whatever last time. But at work, there is nothing. Nothing could even conceivably happen. It's interesting. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's brutal. I guess that's the thing, too, that kills me is... um because then that's always the thing. It's like, oh, you don't want the extra shifts? You don't want the money? I'm like, the money for what? What am I going to spend it on? <laughs> like, you know? like, no, not the money. The shit, terrible money. Well, you could save it up and plan on, I don't know, you said something about, well, I say she can if you've got a job, but you'd said that, you know, go traveling around. and. Yeah, that's true, because yeah, there's a good chance if I head off somewhere, I... Uh, won't have a work visa or whatever it'll be so uh, yeah so yeah I mean it can't hurt it's just it's just uh, miserable that's all <laughs> like I'm kind of getting uh, into I, I'm pretty good for like six hours it's those last two hours of the day I'm just like oh I got no more patience for this and uh, and then uh, but then yeah just thinking about the future days to come like it just uh like the next three days in a row i remember though like i guess i never really realized that this is how most people live until when i first moved to vancouver and the first job i got was a dishwashing job because you know i worked at the comic store and uh i don't know like i worked long hours at the comic store like on thursday that place was open you know i did like 10 11 hour shifts like whatever though it's a comic store it's not a job right <laughs> like it doesn't feel like a job I'd work there late one night go in early the next morning like it was fine because who cares but at this coffee shop like that's when I it's just it's just not enough free time for just the way my like internal biology or my internal clock works or whatever like the normal nine to five like that's just not enough time like by the time I get home and unwind for a couple hours it's just then you just go to bed and go right back to work it's just not okay <laughs> you know like I just can't do it it's miserable Luckily, now I just, you know, I, I just be poor. That's fine. I don't mind being poor. But, yeah, it's just that I'm stuck in this little position where everybody's going to school and the new employees aren't trained yet. So it's just me holding this this business on my back. <laughs> and I can't see you ever being somebody who's ever going to go to uh, take courses or anything anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, cause yeah, a lot of these people that are here, like they're in school, so I'll kind of pick their brains a little bit and like, oh, what are you taking and what are you doing? And they'll be like, oh yeah, I took uh, eight months of this and I hated it and I switched over to that. And then I'll like, you know, try to, in the most couth way possible, be like, so how much is this costing? And it's like, oh, so you have 20 grand in debt or whatever. It's like, no, nah, that seems like a bad idea to me. <laughs> cause I can't even really see at the end of that path. Like, like I'm not gonna get any job through a diploma that I would want to have anyway. Like, it's still just, like, locking yourself into, 
let's just have someone else tell me what to do for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> it's like, why would I want to struggle to earn the key to open that gate, you know? It's like, ugh. If I can't sort something out on my own in this internet age, school ain't gonna make it happen. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that because there's so many people that just continually keep doing the, edu- the education thing. But, I mean, some of it pans out, but usually it's just getting a job where they make money. Or it's nothing at all. It's doing the kind of work that you're doing. Yeah. So what was the point of going in getting... And not $20,000 in debt, more like $40,000. Yeah, and that's that's the thing too is, yeah, these like 20,000ers, it's because they're just beginning the process. <laughs> they're not they're not anywhere near the finish line. Yeah, yeah. like I think I mentioned a couple episodes back how my friend Vince is like 80 grand in debt. So yeah. I always think that too. It's just, it really is crazy, yeah, the uh, inflation and just the way prices and stuff change because uh, the kind of... Uh, watermark I always kind of think of is didn't you tell me one time that that house that I grew up in that when you guys bought that in the mid 70s it was like 30 or 35 thousand dollars is that right yeah and I mean that seems insane now that you you know a three-story house (laughs) for 35 grand I mean obviously it was was a lot of money though 40 years ago but yeah that was I mean when you it it wasn't a lot of money I suppose to some people but for us we had no money when we came out of university we had student loans um we had a baby on the way, um, you know, it, it was a lot of money. And we struggled along a few years after to get rid of the debt. That was one thing about us. <clears throat> we were never people to carry a debt. We Man. got rid of those debts as fast as we could. Like even my first student loan, when I had my, got my BA, a BED, I guess, and then I went and taught school for two years before I went to law school. I paid off that student loan. Yeah, that, I was thinking and about I that. Every cent I made went on the on the loan, and we lived really frugally and didn't spend a lot of money on clothes and didn't go out and eat and all that stuff. And in two years, yeah, I paid off my student loan for five years that I had for five years. I was thinking so about that. So I went to that, law uh, school with starting off with no debt. Just the other day, I was thinking about that because I remember you saying that, like that, you know, you would very rarely ever like carry a balance on your credit cards and stuff like always just really try to keep everything copacetic and uh at this this stupid cheesecake shop where i work like there's tons of people that just come in and like two pieces eight dollar cheesecake couple drinks you know it's like fifteen dollars something and then they'll just toss me a mastercard and put their little john hancock on it and i always think that i'm like are they gonna look at their bill at the end of the month and be like oh why did i eat so much cheesecake this month (laughs) Like, it couldn't be a dumber thing to buy. But, like, I see these people every day. They just keep coming back. And it's like, like, how much money did you spend on cheesecake this month, you goddamn maniac? (laughs) Like, this is is ridiculous. Yeah, I just think that's funny. Like, the other night, we went out to uh, Patty Pollock's birthday. So, Douglas and his boyfriend partner there, who works at a, I don't know, wherever he works. Anyway, fancy restaurant across town. So, we go over. Um... Um, our bill, you know, like everybody had paid for their stuff, Neil and I, you know, it was like $55, $56. I had a $50 bill with me. I went $5, $5. And I said to Neil, really tight here, because <laughs> I didn't want to put it on the credit card. Cause I had some money I wanted to burn. And, but I was thinking, you know, like people, here were people sitting, we had one drink each, we had the meal. Here were people sitting at the bar and having a big meal, drinking two or three drinks. And I'm thinking, Jesus, it's like your bill. Our bill was 50 some. 
get bills must be like 70 and 80 dollars and they do this all the time yeah oh, there was this guy i knew in toronto who uh he's a little older than me he's in his 40s and uh that's one thing I like about the States, is that drinking is way cheaper in the States. Because, yeah, this dude in Toronto, uh, rum and cokes were his thing, and he would just buy rum and cokes whenever we were hanging out, and uh, he would take the straws and make them into little triangles and connect the triangles into, like, a chain. And by the end of the night, he always had this long chain, and he'd have, like, literally a $200 bill from one night of just hanging out drinking. And it's like, dude, and he's a messenger. It's like, he can't afford that, <laughs> but he just did it. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I don't have a more addictable personality. Or like, I, I've had one drink since I got here. And it was just because I was hanging out with that guy from India. And we were hanging out and having beers. Like, I just don't feel the need. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it's so expensive. It's yeah, crazy. And it's one thing if these guys do this just occasionally. But they don't. They do it all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really don't know how they afford it. Yeah, the, pretty much the one thing I've been kind of blowing money on is food, just because I haven't had a proper house and kitchen and stuff. Maybe now that I've got this new place, that'll change a little. But yeah, that's kind of my one vice. But it, I don't feel as bad about it, because, you know, you do have to eat. <laughs> so it's not totally frivolous. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess... I mean, I, I get people that... They go out to lunch every day. Well, my good God, you cannot eat out for lunch for less than you know, 12 or $13 a day. Well, you add that up for five days. Right. Wow. <laughs> that must be half your paycheck. has gone out for lunch. And that's if you're buying cheap. Usually if you're going out and sitting in a restaurant, you'll be spending about 20 bucks. But if you go to a fast food place or whatever, you know, you might get away with 10 bucks. But even that, 10 times five. Yeah, that's up. Why not pack yourself a lunch and take, it, take, take your lunch a couple of times? The one um, that, uh, you know, take yourself a salad or something once or twice a week. But no, no, you get these guys, especially work for the government. They've got an hour, an hour and a half off for lunch. Oh, yeah, they go to the restaurant, sit there at the restaurant. you got to pay your tip and you got to, well, yeah, you're talking probably about 70, 80 bucks a week. That's a lot of money. The thing that, uh, the one that stands out to me a lot is uh, cell phones, how everybody has the fancy cell phones and the cell phone plans. We've probably talked about this before, I don't know, but I just am always amazed by it because, like, everybody has these phones that are, you know, like, really expensive. Like, they're, like, hundreds of dollars unless you get on a three-year plan and then it's a little cheaper. But then it's, like, you know, 80 bucks a month for uh, a plan that you can get on the Internet with and blah, 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 where I got my dumb 7-Eleven phone that they gave me the phone for free just for buying time and it's ten dollars a month <laughs> just and i could text as much as i want for ten dollars and then i do have like the kind of phone you can get on the internet with i just need to go to a copy shop or something but i got it because it's an older model i got it on ebay for eight dollars <laughs> you know <laughs> an eight dollar android phone where like an iphone or whatever is like literally four hundred dollars it's but it just i don't know it's like it's at that um snake eating its own tail thing of like well i want to have the fancy phone that's all expensive so i gotta work all the time so i can pay for the phone you know or the car or whatever and yeah just like oof. and then what do the people do with it too they're just like on their phones like I, I don't know i like looking over people's shoulders when i'm on transit or something and they're just like flipping through like instagram looking at people's pictures they're not doing anything important or if you have a weird question you know like uh Oh, I wonder, like, how high Grouse Mountain is. They can go look it up and tell you. It's like, it's all right, though. I didn't really need to know, you know? I don't know. Well, and then, see, when you get to be, like, your 50s and 60s, and maybe younger, uh, it's this thing like, okay, you got a house. Well, you got to totally redo the house in brand-new stuff. Or you've got to... Okay, here's an example. 
Katie Paul. It's got this friend, real short little gal. It's, um, uh, her thing is buying sexy lingerie, and so whenever they go <laughs> off on these shopping trips down to the state of Maine, uh, to Bangor, and that, uh, and all those malls that are, you know, outlets or whatever that are further south than that. So she buys all this sex- sexy underwear. I said, like, how much does she pay? Like, it's something like two hundred dollars. Man, <laughs> she'll buy she'll buy on sexy bras and sexy underwear and all that shit. And uh, I said, so what does she get with the old stuff? Oh, she just throws it out. Well, <laughs> you know what? She's a dumpy-looking little thing anyway. She must look like a, uh, you know, so she's apparently when they're on these shopping trips, she struts around in her new lingerie. But it's always like two or $300 that she spends on this stuff. That's Man. once a year they go on this trip. Well, my good God, if you're going to spend that on sexy lingerie, plus the trip, you know, that's probably another couple hundred dollars. They had these two dogs that they... Uh, well, now, how did that work? Two, two little purebred dogs. They flew to, I think it was Winnipeg, picked up the dogs, paid like seven or $800 each for them, flew back all in one day. Well, how much did that cost? Then they got them here, and the, two, and the dogs had all these health issues. Like one of them, its eye popped out, so they had to get all this eye operation surgery Jesus and stuff. Christ. A couple of thousand dollars. Like, are you nuts? <laughs> Yeah, it really is like, yeah, some people's values really are just like, they seem just out of touch with reality. Like, I'm sure mine are as well on a global scale, but not that much, you know, <laughs> not like, yeah, like that, that seems extra funny to me, though, to spend tons of money on lingerie when it's like, shouldn't you have picked up on the fact that you're just not a lingerie person at this point? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and she never was. Yeah. I mean, she's like about, she's probably like about 200 pounds and probably about five one. So she's built like a little block. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this, you're not going to look like something out of Victoria's Secret ever, girl, ever. Man. Yeah, like I was just thinking how, uh, I mean, I, I tend to burn through my clothes pretty fast just because I don't have so few. I wear them so much. I just like wreck them. But, uh, but yeah, like I have one pair of pants. I only have a second pair of pants because I needed black pants for this job. And uh, I love going to like thrift stores and just finding cool, weird T-shirts that are like two ninety nine. You know, and I just wear them until my armpit sweat burns holes through them or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, get another one for two ninety nine. Like, Like, that's what I always think of uh, society as like a comet. And then, you know, like the comet trail of just the little stuff hanging around behind the comet. Like, that's what I think of. It's like, I like to live off the comet trail of society. Because you can get a used phone for $8. You can get a shirt for $3. Like, there's just all that stuff that all these jerk-offs bought that they don't want. You can just have it. Nobody, you know, it's just cheap and free. And that's cool. That's uh, one thing, too, I'm kind of... Now that I'm here in Vancouver, since it is kind of more hippie-ish in general, like, like that's the thing, is I guess I just got to find a person who's like me. Like, there was this girl who came into the coffee shop who didn't have a cell phone at all. And I was like, that's bananas of the hundreds of people that have come through here. Like, you're the only one, but that's cool. And, like, there's one person who works at the coffee shop that thinks it's cool that I have all my stuff fits in one book bag. And, like, whoa, that's cool. You could just move. You could go wherever you want. Everyone else thinks it's crazy. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's like, let the people who think it's crazy live their own lives. I'm not going to try to change their minds. Just find the person who thinks it's cool, you know? Because it is cool. Fuck everybody else. That's what I say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I, like I, I ran into a lawyer that I've known ever since I was in law school. Did a property closing with him today, and he said to me something. We were, we were talking about cell phones, and he said, "I don't have one." 
I said, oh, you don't. I don't either. I had one for about two weeks, and I turned it in because I said, you know what? I'm not going to be tied at the hip with that bunch of foolishness. <laughs> Somebody needs to find me. They can always find me. They always could. Right. So I don't need that. So, But in all the people that I know, everybody presumes you've got a cell phone. Well, this guy didn't have one, and I thought, kudos to you, buddy. The no cell phone club. <laughs> they said you can't meet up because you don't know how to get in touch with each other. <laughs> you know, the other thing that's just making me think about my, you know, disdain for society. The other thing this coffee shop job has made me realize that I didn't really realize as much before because my old coffee shop wasn't this busy, but this one is just crazy, is uh, is like, like I, you know, drank a fair amount of coffee, but you don't really notice when it's just you walking around. And like, I'm just doing my day to day and I'll just get a coffee here, get a coffee there, whatever. You don't really notice. But being right at the thick of it and just seeing like the endless, endless supply of people just coming and buying coffee. And, you know, nobody ever does an article. You know, they do articles about like, how did Walmart become so successful or whatever. No one ever does that about coffee shops because... It's not a mystery. Like, Starbucks is everywhere because it's caffeine. It's a drug. That's it. <laughs> you know, there's no secret method to it. And and I was thinking, I had this, like, vision while I was just, you know, at work, boggled by the amount of work that it was. I was thinking, like, imagine you were watching a sci-fi movie or something, or a steampunk movie or something. So you're watching this movie about some other society, and they've got their big city. And in that city, there are hundreds of little stores that all sell, like... Um, you know, like snuff boxes or something, you know, like something you go in and you just like take a little sniff and you get a little boost and, and then you go on about your day. If there were hundreds of those stores and everybody was going into them all the time, it would be creepy. It'd be like, what is wrong with this society? But that's exactly what coffee is to us. Like everybody just doesn't sleep and they just drink tons of coffee and it's totally fucked up. <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm trying to cut back a little now just because I've seen I can, it's like I can see the whole thing from above and I'm like, this is wrong. Like when the future looks back on us, it's totally going to be, I might've said this before too. I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but you know, when you watch Mad Men and people are smoking all the time and uh, drinking hard liquor at work and you're going like, wow, like that's crazy. How did they get away with that? That's exactly what's going to happen when people look back at us. They're going to be like, that is too much caffeine and everyone's on their cell phone all the time. <laughs> like, that's what people in 40 yeah, what's years... what's wrong with those people? Yeah, in 40 years, people are going to look at us and be like, why did they do that to themselves? That was ridiculous. And sure, it's not as bad. Like, obviously, caffeine is a very mild drug, but it's still, like, ludicrous. Everyone is just drinking it all the time. And it's like, this is, this is really... It's not cool. So at least I'm getting that out of this. Maybe it'll make me cut caffeine just for... maybe there is a story there yeah yeah because it's truly like just you know eight hours a day of just like non-stop there'll be these little moments when no one comes in just by the law of you know the mathematics of crowds but they don't last very long and it's like this is weird and just knowing that i'm in one of like i don't know how many coffee shops are in vancouver but like hundreds you know they're just everywhere i'm looking from where i'm standing i can see two <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's crazy. And when you don't think that there are a number of people that make a surviving livelihood at this stuff, too. Yeah, that's true, they're too. They're struggling. <laughs> they're, they're actually generating quite a nice little income from it. Yeah, but, but not the actual coffee, like, bean growers. Man, that stuff. I remember Erica did a whole project about uh, bean growers in Guatemala or whatever, and they, they don't get paid shit. <laughs> oh no, those guys get nothing. Yeah. 
So it's all the, it's over, it's all the, the, the higher echelons that it's had to go through. The guys at the top who know how to promote it, know how to market it, and it's not regular coffee either. It's all the crap that's in there. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of all that, since I still got to go buy myself some sheets and pillows and crap tonight, oh, I suppose I should go. go buy yourself a cup of coffee. No, but I do want to, like, I really, like, that. I do find, like, that's, again, like, the snake eating its own tail. I think it's, the coffee thing is just because people don't get enough sleep, but then the coffee makes it harder to sleep, and, you know, it definitely affects me. I definitely have a harder time sleeping. Like, they say you can drink a coffee in the morning and it doesn't affect you at night, but I think it does. For me, it seems to. Like, it just always kind of stays. So, yeah, I want to go get all my errands done and get to bed early. So, uh, tomorrow... Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. It's, it's only like 5 o'clock there, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's early here, but, I mean, I have to get up at 5 in the morning. So, yeah, so I just saw... Uh, it's much easier to resist caffeine if I get a lot of sleep, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cause it's tough sometimes, man. Like once I hit that sixth hour where I just am not amused by any person that is around me or any customer or anything about the situation anymore. Like when there's no more fun to be squeezed out of it, that's when I really want to drink some coffee. But so far I've been holding <laughs> off. I think, uh, well, that's one thing too. I almost shot myself in the foot with this a bit is just because just to keep myself entertained, you know, I'll just like blab to the customers. So it's like, oh, Keith, he's so good with the customers. Like put him on the till. So, uh, like, I think I'm going to actually try to uh, convince people for, like, like, okay, I'll do part of the shift on the till, but then for the end of the day, just put me in the kitchen doing dishes or something. Like, I'm just sick of looking at people's cheesecake-buying faces, you know? <laughs> like, uh, it's, just, it's brutal. So, anyway, I guess then I will go mosey off and get some, some bedding and stuff. Okay. Well, check in with me in two weeks and let me know how things are going. Sure. I thought that was like a kind of interesting old podcast. Fake teeth, pets, you know. <laughs> what, what didn't we cover? Guys without teeth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I guess uh, tell Dan I said happy birthday. I, w- I will. I will have a drink for you. Cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Hey, Good night. Bye.